Hello and welcome back to the program. My name is Michael Finney. Today I am joined by Jessica Sams, the artist known as Yolantis. Would you like to introduce yourself? Hello, this is Yolantis. GM, GM, good morning, everybody. Um, I'm an NFT artist, multimedia artist. Uh, we also call it new media, mixed media. It is uh, so much fun to be an artist in, in this day. Art and creativity and, and media all kind of go hand in hand. So let's go back uh, to how you got started as a creative, as a person looking to express your ideas. Tell us a little bit about that. There's no genesis. You're just, uh, you know, in preschool, they put you in front of an easel and you just paint. So I, I just uh, had been identifying with my artist self. So ever since I was small, um, in 2022, I'm going to skip a lot of years here. In 2022, I decided uh, when I heard about NFTs that uh, this was what I wanted to do. Um, it was a way to um, it was a way to see if my creativity could stand on its own legs when you take away my um, persona per, uh, as such. And so I, I made up the, the name Yolantis and it's, it's gender neutral. Um, a lot of female artists in 2022 decided to, to go with a uh, name like that. Tell us a little bit about what you do and the mediums that you work in primarily. I, have been trained as a uh, printmaker, so I know how to do things like um, solar plate printmaking, relief printmaking. Um, I'm a portrait artist. I can. Um, I love to draw in graphite and um, watercolor artist, um, mixed media artist. When I go digital, I use AI. So I use Midjourney and Stable Diffusion. There's a lot of other brands. Um, and I also have been diving a little bit into 3D. So Very cool. in the work I'm here to talk about today, I mixed up all three of those. Great. So you are primarily a visual artist, would you say? Or do you get into other things as well? Yes, primarily visual. Have you done any music or dance, uh, you know, anything else? film? I grew up as a ballerina and um, I performed in amateur company uh, in junior high. You know, I was small parts like the cat in Cinderella. And then um, I continued uh, with ballet for maybe 15 years. And then um, I transitioned over to modern dance and um, took some uh, very focused modern dance lessons, but I wasn't performing at that time. Do you see any crossover between that form and what you're doing now? Is there any residual value from that that you're able to impute to the work that you're doing? They say once a dancer, always a dancer. So, yes, um, I have a whole series uh, that was um, that was inspired by my love of dance. I wanted to know last year, um, about last year, last January, what um, what the AI knows about bodies in motion, movement, um, 
I had so much fun that, and I loved the results so much that that I put together uh, a series of NFTs on dance. What did you find that it knew? Well, it's um, it was hard to find a piece with um, coherence. You know, um, it knows motion blur. It knows camera tricks. It knows performance. So I could get performance costuming. Um, I could get um, the look of somebody in motion. Um, but a lot of times the AI would, at that time, have a lot of trouble um, rendering, you know, a anatomically correct body. And some artists run with that and, and take those faults and highlight them with multiple fingers and three legs and... Um, things like that. And what I did was I picked the ones that I resonated with that had more anatomically correct bodies. And then I overpainted them. Okay. What were you, when you say overpainting, are you talking physical or are you talking say like Photoshop or something like that? Photoshop. Yeah. Okay. I will, I will take a, uh, the originals uh, from the journey and I will, um, upscale them in gigapixel and bring them into Photoshop and then fix whatever I need to fix with layers and um, brushes. Yeah, very cool. And the uh, clone stamp and all that. Yeah, I'm not I'm not a great visual artist. You know what I mean? I have spent a lot of time with a camera, but in terms of drawing and, you know, Photoshop work and design, illustration, that kind of thing, that's all very new to me. So I've, I've found a lot of value from some of the technology like stable diffusion specifically. And I'm, you know, I've not gone extremely deep with it, but at the same time, it's definitely helped me to expand whatever capacity of visual expression that I have. It does. Isn't it freeing? It, um, I have talked to people who say that they've never identified with their artist self and they, they feel they're, they're not able to draw. But once they got their hands on some sort of an AI model, it, it frees their creativity, like prompting brings them joy. Yeah. I mean, for me, you know, I have a music background, so I guess the idea of orchestration um, and layering in terms of writing music that translates over to visual stuff I've used. I've done some some kind of pen and pencil sketches and then dump those in and use stable diffusion to uh, bring color into those images and kind of complete them um, more texturally, which, you know, I, I would not be able to do. Um, on my own in any sort of rapid way. Doesn't that feel thrilling to take your own work and iterate on it uh, with a prompt? I, I just, I love that feeling. Yeah, it's been great, you know, in that, in that sense. And I, I keep trying to, to explore it a little bit more. I'm sure you've, you know, done a lot more with that technology than I have. What have you, what have been the most interesting things that you have found in terms of using the software or the platforms? The most interesting thing is the feeling that as I use MidJourney, it is learning what I want. Um, I was talking with a friend about this the other day that they are also finding this, where if I prompt um, a ballet costume on you know day one, 
Um, and I do an exploration of girls with um, tutus. And then day, 16 days later, I'm not prompting for ballet costumes, but I'm maybe prompting for um, girls. I'm going to get a girl with a ballet costume. Um, and it, it's poignant and it's moving. And I used um, Midjourney uh, as a tool in my most recent collection to um, kind of walk down memory lane and um, redo, redo some childhood moments. And so I was able to to prompt pictures that actually resembled my parents or me as a child. This doesn't look exactly like me, but it's just so fascinating how describing something that the, the AI, the machine learning actually knows what you were looking for. Sometimes you get terrible output. You know, you get really surprised <laughs> With hey, you get these echoes of the memories, though the way that you imagined, not imagined, but the way that you remembered them. Yeah, initially, you're finding that. Yeah. Oh gosh, I spent like a month trying to get uh, to redo a memory uh, from my mom's um, honeymoon video. So back in the '60s, um, it's an amazing story how this happened. But I'm just going to give the facts that. There was a video of my mother feeding a donkey in a Mexican town in in Acapulco. And uh, the donkey was brought out by the village people who um, do this for tourists all the time. That's their drinking donkey, their town donkey. (laughs) It's almost like a performance. She gave the, the donkey a beer and then they let him back off camera. So I try recreating this with Midjourney, and it had trouble. Uh, so, you know, if it doesn't know that a donkey can drink a beer, <laughs> um, I'm just laughing at all the variety of results I got. I, I got over-laughing women. I, I got donkeys with hands. I, I got um, maybe donkeys where uh, the... The bottle or the can is close to him, but he's not drinking from it. Um, these kind of detail, trying to create a scene that you remember, it's much more challenging than just letting the machine give you what it thinks. Right. And then if you are trying to get more specific or to recreate the moment as you remember it, to kind of collage pieces together, um, or layer them together, I think you can get a lot closer to what you're imagining it should be with that kind of work. I can blend. Um, There's a command called blend where, um, in fact, I did my 3D render scene for for my set called Retro Causality Work. Um, So I would would build up a couch, walls, um, floor, all with materials on them, in a very simple, uh, easy-to-use 3D program called Dimension, which is sunsetting right now. Um, I build it, I render it, and then I'll give it back to Midjourney and um, blend it with um, the parts that made it up, and I get a new output. And in this way, I rendered two 3D room scenes, 
And then I was able to make two blends from that. And I have a total of four that make up retro causality work. Interesting. So you're kind of, you're creating 3D environments and then kind of flattening that down to a 2D image and then prompting on top of that to create some of the specific elements. In a way, um, I render it and that's flattening it in, and um, to 2D, right? So it becomes a Photoshop image and then I'll, I'll give Midjourney two images, one that I prompted before of maybe a girl and her mom playing a board game together and then the room... Um, and if you feed it just two images, it will um, it will use those as the prompt. Pretty much, no words, but base a new image. I'm telling the machine, base a new image off of these two images combined. That's interesting. I don't want to go into the whole like is AI art or whatever. I, I just see it as a tool. I feel like the people that are anti-tool. <laughs> are yeah. just kind of missing out on a lot of things. It's, you know, their own loss in, in a lot of this stuff. And I think that it, it's perfectly fine if you don't want to use a tool, like, you know, that's your choice. Um, I think that when you kind of break down what's been happening with technology over the last 30 years, that you end up finding that a lot of automation has found its way into the tools that you do approve of. And now that like, you know, this new set has latched on to the term AI, um, that all of a sudden it's, it's a negative thing. Yeah. Um, it, it is, it is a misnomer and it's unfortunate that the, um, the label AI is the label that we're using for actually text to image prompting with machine learning algorithms um you know it only gives you back whatever you feed it so it it doesn't have sentience um although i just answered your question earlier that it feels like it has sentience because i feel like it's it's giving me answers that i was looking for two weeks before but still, when I work with it, I, I know it's machine learning. It, it, it's not talking to a AI robot. So the thing for me is I don't think of it as artificial intelligence. I think of it as augmented intelligence and in that it is an extension of, you know, the the drive that we have, right? Our motivations and, and we're in a kind of symbiotic relationship with that technology to, you know, bring our imagination to life and also to extract the pieces that are inside of it that have an overlap with where we're trying to head. Mm -hmm. So I don't, I don't think of it as, I don't think of it as artificial. I think of it, you know, as a, as a Silicon intelligence, but there are many different types of intelligences. And because of that, um, you know, do I think that it's sentient? It depends, you know, is it, is it as intelligent as a blade of grass or a beetle or something, you know, and in that way, um, you know, it might be, is it as intelligent as a dog? I don't think so, you know, but maybe at some point we'll have a silicon intelligence that has a capacity to, 
have some innate drives within itself, you know, some sense of, if not self-preservation, then self-expression, that it has a need to refine its message. It could be. Um, and that's not what I'm uh, building with today. Right. Uh, so, yeah, today um, I am thrilled that I can do all sorts of um, healing work, uh, bringing out old memories, trying to um, maybe go back to source and recreate things from memory. That is what I've heard is super useful for people who don't identify as being an artist. They, they can now use AI as a tool, just like you said, to um, actually see before them the moment in time they remember, but they don't have a photo of. And I, I think it's a wonderful tool for, um, for the healing arts, for like art therapy. I think AI is really good art therapy. So you have a new collection, a new release, and it is going to be in coordination with an event, I think you told me. The call to art was um, due to a cohort of artists that uh, came together from the hug.xyz. Um, and this is a... Um, artist group uh, led by Randy Zuckerberg of the famous Zuckerberg. She's Mark's sister, and she's put together a platform for artists to be able to um, independently just make updates and, and tell their audience what they're doing. And uh, they led a cohort through six weeks of classes on the innovation and inquiry method. And we combined, um, I'm sorry, we, um, we were being taught by people from Transient Labs, which is a new platform in development still, which is why my NFT isn't launched, because the functionality that I want um, hasn't been finalized. <laughs> They're still building. So yes, the event was, we all had a chance, the cohort, um, Maybe there was 200 of us who took these six classes. We all had a chance to produce artwork that will be dynamic in nature. And that can be interpreted in many ways. And the way that I chose was I wanted to switch out images um, on a schedule, like time-based dynamic NFT. It's not really interactive. It's, it's just dynamic, meaning the um, no-code solution will just do as I program it. It's supposed to be like four slots a day where you can tell it to show a new image. Other people are doing other things um, and the in entire group made some amazing art. We just closed voting uh, curation yesterday. Uh, the, the show is going to be at the Oculus um, in New York. And so when we know the results of the curation, which is going to be um, a combination of um, popular vote and um, curation by Black Dot AI, I think. Or is that another call? Sorry, that's another call. <laughs> Not sure who's going to pull the 19, uh, 19 works. Well, that's all right. We'll find out when it happens, I suppose. We don't know. What else do you have going on? 
uh, in the near term? Well, when uh, Transient uh, finishes their contract, their no-code solution for time-based dynamic NFT, I will mint the the four pieces uh, called Retro Causality Work, um, and probably I will put it up for auction. Um, I think it's going to be a great visual aid for um, maybe people in the healing arts, um, people who are interested in art as art therapy, or people who are interested in um, retro causality or going back to heal the inner wounded child. I think it might might be a, a great um, conversation starter for how other people can start their own inner work. Besides that, I currently have a show at... Um, well, I have minted about seven pieces on Makerspace from the fun time that I had answering a call to art on um, Salvador Dali. And I think it's a perfect show for Halloween, actually. It is based on uh, Dali's last, um, most secret painting called Vision of Hell. And I actually did do a tiny bit of audio with that uh, on one of my... Um, uh, submission to the call to art. I have an automaton, and this is, um, you know, like a, a gadget toy that makes this eerie, creepy um, howl almost. Is it one of those like uh, sliders that has like a mouth, yes. kind of a ball mouth at the end? Those are hilarious. I love those things. Yes. So I use that to make this um, kind of creepy sound. <laughs> my my submission is on my YouTube. Uh, all my socials are Yolantis. So on Twitter, I'm Y O L A N T I S E T H Yolantis Eth, and then my website is YolantisArt.com, um, and then all I link out to my um, my all the art that I have um, on my link tree. Very cool. And then you're going to be down at Art Basel, I think, as well. Didn't you tell me that? Yes. Uh, for two seasons, I have watched my NFT artist friends post pictures um, of the great time that they had at Miami Art Basel. And um, I, I had FOMO this year, so decided I was just going to dive in and do it. It'll be a fun time. What else should we know about you and your work that we maybe have not touched on yet or that you want people to know? I um, am building out a surface pattern design business. Um, so the the patterns that I use to make my little 3D couches on retro causality work, I hand drew, I hand drew a flower pattern and a geometric pattern and made coordinates to go with them. And then I am turning those into real products. Uh, so I um, am just launching since about, since last May. So now we're into October here, almost at November. And I am having a good time with uh, the Yolantis Art Studio LLC that I am building up. So, um, I'm going to be adding products to my Etsy shop and adding fabrics to my Spoonflower shop. Very cool. Well, Jessica Yolantis. Yes. You know, I appreciate you taking the time to talk with me and tell us about what you're doing and the work that you are releasing and promoting. Thank you so much. I really enjoy the opportunity.